When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Yeah, Rick Rick loves him. Yeah, Rick loves him. Um, you know, analytics is a tool. Um, he likes to use it because it's a good buzzword for him. Um, you know, for me, tendencies about the other team and things like that, when we look at tendencies, we could say they're analytics, but um, I have a hard time someone telling me to go for it on fourth and five when you're up by two scores and they don't know the team that they're playing against. And if you do go for it and you don't get it, they don't get fired, I do. So that's my take on it. All right, back here on Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, now Judd Zolgad joining in studio. And I just feel like this is such a Zolgad-style topic to discuss the interworkings of the front office and potential conflict. It just love matches it. up with Zolgadian theory. So love uh, it. At 315, we'll talk with Jeff Rieger from Detroit. Uh, we're going to talk about whether the Lions are a sleeping giant or uh, just still going to be a disaster because of Matt Patricia. Uh, but in Indianapolis, I kind of let this simmer for a few days because I wasn't sure how much I wanted to write about it. But then I talked to a few more people and decided it was worth putting down on paper. And it's at scorenorth.com. Mike Zimmer went to the podium. Jonathan has played the soundbite. And he sort of scoffed at something that the analytics department had sent to him about a particular situation. Mm-hmm. Now... Just to make it clear, I tend to agree with Mike Zimmer that the numbers on broad situations, go for it here, don't go for it there, they don't factor in the feeling of the game. They don't factor in who the other team's quarterback is. Sometimes if the other team's quarterback is Drew Brees, maybe you'd want to be more aggressive because you know he's going to score. Or if their quarterback is Jameis Winston, he'll throw you a pick back, so maybe you want to play it a little more conservative or something. Everything varies, and everything is up for conversation about every situation because all games are different. So I totally agree with the point that he's trying to make. But the point that he's trying to make is not really what's interesting. It's that he went to the podium, was asked about analytics, and sort of said, yeah, that's a thing our general manager cares about. Yeah. And when I started to ask people there who I know in the analytics realm, mm-hmm. because I've been interested in analytics for a very long time, and so I've gotten to know a lot of people who do it, and, and 
surprisingly, there's some hockey football crossover. I used to do a lot of hockey analytics and everything else. So I know a lot of people who are involved in this sphere. And when I started to ask around a little bit, what I got back was that there's a difference that Zimmer laid out in his own podium session, that there is a difference between the way the front office sees it and the front office wants to see it going forward and how Mike Zimmer sees its usage. And some people described it in different degrees. Some people described it closer to what Mike Zimmer said, where it's a tool. Some people said that Zimmer really just pushes back against the analytics. So I didn't try to specifically pin that down, the degree of it, because I got varying opinions. But I think as we go into a very interesting offseason here, where there are certain players who aren't worth it when it comes to the data that shows how they've played and what they're worth in terms of wins versus how much Mike Zimmer might want to bring them back. And we get into a draft where certain positions might not be worth it and other positions might be Mm -hmm. that we could have a different view on how to approach the rebuilding of this team and just about how to go forward even on the field. I I was going to say, can you explain to, because I sort of get this, but you're around way more than I am and you have a greater depth of knowledge here too. I think it's, interesting because analytics to most is like oh the numbers say this and some people are like that's great and some people are like who cares but explain to me too that how this develops sort of factions within a building and we also are talking about things like practice schedules and and maintenance and when you have a real practice versus a well so go down down that path too because i think it's way more than on fourth down i like to do this and rick likes to do that so go down that path and i also made it clear in the article that zimmer's general general instinct for these things is pretty close to analytics not necessarily with running the ball 50 percent of the time but He loves play action. He thinks play action is really effective. Well, guess what? The numbers back that up entirely. He wanted Cousins to be running more play action, and that was part of the reason for firing John DeFilippo. Well, he was right. And on most most fourth downs, I looked into a bunch of their fourth downs, and yep, they were right. I mean, most of the time, he's not consistently botching these things versus some coaches you watch on Sunday where you go, are you serious, man? I think it's more Bill of O'Brien? yeah, Bill O'Brien is one of them, and surprisingly, he went for it on fourth down a lot last year. Uh, but there, are, yeah, there are some coaches that it just blows your mind how bad they are at managing the clock at fourth down decisions. But that's sort of what analytics has been connected to. It's player grades from PFF. Running backs don't matter in fourth downs. Well, it's much more vast than that. And you mentioned the player health data. Well, I know that, because I've seen them doing this, they track every single player, every single practice for how much mileage, how much they've run, and and different things like that. And they're processing that data. And so if this is going even deeper than I know about it, into the health and analytics, into the roster building, into the cap management, into in-game philosophy, and... You know, here might be an example that if you have second and 10 and you hand off, it's just an inefficient play. That doesn't mean never hand off. If the other team is playing dime and has no one in the box, you can hand off and get eight yards. But it means that on the whole, wanting your team to run more on second and 10 is not a particularly good idea. Mm-hmm. And so there's all these things that are different facets. And if you have a front office and the president 
that they just hired, Andrew Miller, came from Toronto and originally cut his teeth in Cleveland, one of the most analytics-savvy organizations. So they brought in someone who's very forward-thinking from baseball, where they have 30-person analytics departments. They have a general manager who's talked, and I quoted him in the article, extensively about how they use analytics to draft better. And then you have a coach who says, eh, that's a thing someone else likes. And please don't tell me how to handle my fourth downs. That's where you wonder, is this a point of conflict if things go not perfectly in the future here? And I I think it's worth pointing out, too, that if Mike is arriving at the right conclusions via his own football savvy and or his own gut, analytics people who work really hard to decide what the right conclusions are probably aren't like, well, isn't that cute? Zim comes to... So so they also, and I'm just throwing this out there, Matthew, they also might not be on, on the same page because of how they're getting there. Because yeah, Mike's yeah. a good football coach. Yeah. Mike might have a yes. uh, an instinct for what to do, but if he's getting there through a means that might come around one day where the analytics department's like, what are you doing now? It, it, cre- it, can, create some, it can create some interesting situations. And it's really not so much about right now or what just happened, because overall, if I were grading Zimmer's in-game decisions from 2019, I would give him something like a B or a B plus. I'd say good job for the most part. He won his challenges, which is not analytics. He's improved, but he's, by the way, too. Yes, vastly improved. I want to say when you got here or before you got here, there were some ugly he struggled. games. struggled, yep. And he's gotten better at clock management, and I asked him about it last year, and he said that he's put a good deal of effort into creating situations for his own practice in training camp, and I've seen this at work. So it's not as if Zimmer is really bad at this and is costing you games in comparison to this. The concern would be, A, that there's friction between how two sides see things want to be used, and B, where it's going to go. Because the two teams that stand way out to me are Philadelphia and Baltimore that are just on a completely different level from everyone else in how much they apply a lot of the game theory stuff, but just analytics in general. Mm -hmm. They are head and shoulders above most of the rest of the league. I've also heard that Atlanta's pretty good on this, but they're in a pretty tough spot. And their head coach is a bit problematic when it comes to this stuff, too. Um, But those two teams, their head coaches, Doug Peterson and John Harbaugh, are all in on this is what it says for the numbers. I'm going to go with that. And if it doesn't work out, at least I went with what made sense statistically of these things being studied. And, and, and that's another point is they're all based on real events that actually happen. They're just giving you odds. Right. So sometimes the odds might say it's 55% versus 45%. The example I used in my article, it was only a 5% difference. But if it goes wrong, then you go back and go, well... You did play against the odds, so you reduced your chances by 5% by not doing what we said you should have done. And then it's a tough look for you when you're saying, no, 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 I was right, even though I went against what you can prove on a bigger right. picture. Yes. Right? So, you know, I, I think that that's where the the conflict or the concern would be from the front office is if two head coaches in the league are really far ahead on this, how many more are to come? Is Cliff Kingsbury going to be another guy who's younger, who's going to figure this out? Sean McVay is not particularly good at it, surprisingly enough. That is um, surprising. But he might be. He might become better at it. they not have the department? I, I guess that would know. But... I guess that would be my consistent question. How, how many of these teams are starting to mimic baseball? Because I think you have to have the people yeah. in place and the department 
to pull it off to be successful. Well, and, and how many owners who own other businesses and things like that are going to look at these coaches? For a long time, they've looked at these coaches and said, hey, you know football. Yeah. I couldn't name three route combinations myself. You're the football guy. You do the football. But I think they're more savvy now about how baseball is and hockey to a large extent. I know that they're getting player tracking going in hockey, and they're probably going to increase analytics departments that are already growing. And the Seattle team is hiring a bunch of people I was gonna say, yeah. to, to be in their analytics departments. And so you're getting every team. And really, it's it's not about, well, they didn't play the game or they didn't coach the game and so forth. They're supposed to work in conjunction. Right. They're supposed to have... Just for example, the Minnesota Wild analytics people say don't trade for Victor Rask. Victor Rask, yeah. Which they did. The guy is so irrelevant I couldn't remember his name. But yeah, don't trade for that guy. Yep. And then when you do it, we can look back and say, well, everything pointed against that man. You know, and so that's where they're supposed to be working in conjunction. But Baltimore and clearly if, clearly bulked up in that department because yes. John Harbaugh's been there since what, two thousand eight or something. So he's an older school coach as far as tenure goes, but they made the right moves to get the people to go to John Harbaugh and be like, John, here's why it makes sense. And John Harbaugh said, Eureka, you're right. It makes sense. Right. And uh, what's interesting about Harbaugh's background is that he was a special teams guy. And I wonder if there's some more openness to that and things like that, because special teams coaches sort of focus on bigger picture. A lot of times they're the ones who handle uh, like they're supposed to tell the head coach what's going on with situation and give advice on that sort of thing. Like so, yeah, the yeah. Dallas game here, he coached and did it at clock management, a great job. Right. So a lot of times those guys have a good vision for that and focus on it a lot where head coaches are so focused on the game plan, every single detail and putting out fires throughout the week. When you think about it, this is where a lot of people have made the video game argument that if I'm a Madden player, I've had many more simulations than Mike Zimmer's coach games and and so I have a good sense for how it should go just by playing video games and getting it right over and over again. But that's that's kind of a different point to make. I'm not accusing Zimmer of being bad at it. And that's why this relationship, I think, is still okay or on decent ground because they just won 10 games. They just won a playoff game. It's not like he botched a clock management situation in the playoffs and they lost. It's the vision for the future right. with this head coach. Mm-hmm. And if you're going forward, are you saying because this is a guy that we don't know has a contract extension at this point. At this point, I'm going under the assumption that he does not have a contract extension yet. And if that's the case, and they're trying to decide how long do we want to lock into Mike Zimmer, mm-hmm. then you're asking, is he going to go where we want him to go? If this uh, COO, Andrew Miller, has anything to say about it, where they're going to go is more data. Where the general manager clearly wants to go is more data. And sometimes Rick will make your head spin talking about it with 25,000 different elements or whatever I quoted in the piece. I think 2,500 different things that run through an algorithm and so forth. And if that's where everybody else wants to go and the head coach says, you know what? We really do need to re-sign Dalvin Cook and hand off more. Like, But but I found in your story, I thought the lead quote that you used from Mike in Indianapolis was really intriguing because coaches don't say that just for fun. He didn't say, I mean, the only way to look at that quote or hear that quote is it's a shot at here's what I think we should do. And analytics are really cute and Rick really likes them, but there's no way to interpret that quote and be like, well, I bet he and Rick laughed about this one. 
You right. can't. I can't yeah. get there. I can't yeah. say, oh, you know what? They had a couple of glasses of wine the night before and were hitting each other on the shoulder being analytics. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mike said that for a purpose. And I think he expressly said that to say, this is how I like to do things. And that was. Which is what you're saying about down the road. The thing that I kept hearing was it just doesn't seem like he wants to go along with the same direction. Where if you're in their analytics department, you are valued pretty highly by Rick Spielman. And he's breaking ties by using your data and you're spending every day diving deep into stuff. And then you have a head coach who you send him an email and then he makes fun of you at the combine two years later, two years later. Like he was so offended. I'm really looking forward to talking to him again because I'm sure he won't be offended by my article. But I mean, two years later, he's still holding a grudge against someone trying to say he might have been wrong about something through the numbers. And I just that. That doesn't quite match up. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of extension they do sign him to, or if they have this concern that I was told about in the front office. Yep. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup. So you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.